Good afternoon and good evening. I am back this week, guys, for our last Team List Tuesday. A bit like our trades, everybody's kind of fallen off the wagon this week. Scoop, how you doing, mate? Pretty good. I had a really good week last week. It's a shame I've been dumped out of finals before that because I could have made use of that good score. But last week... Mate, it feels a bit, a little bit last man standing at the moment. It's you, me, and everybody else has kind of got, got ready for their big bash off season. Yeah, and the fantasy teams too. If you can play 17 this week, I think you're doing pretty well. Well, I was looking at some of that. There's going to be a fair bit for us to talk about. We're going to have to, obviously going to have to talk about, for a number of the men's teams, going to talk about some of the possible options for different teams, especially when we start talking about Cowboys and Sharks and even possibly the Raiders teams as well. Um, different structures to to their sides over the weekend that could happen. Um, we'll need to get into the women's and because we're going to have to talk a little bit about NRL Mixer because with all the chaos in the men's teams, it makes Mixer very interesting this week. Yes, if there's a lot of late outs, people could be copying some low scores or if they come off early, it'll be it'll be really important to pay attention to late team lists and what's and, like hap- happening with the ladder at the time. And equally, it could be one of those ones where um, some of those women like Breeley Nati and, and some of those that, that we've seen in the past have some good scores, jumping on some of those or getting the right mix of... Um, pods this week might be hugely beneficial because there's still there's still an easy 500 points up for grabs if you get it all right yeah all. yeah i think so all it'll right. be well, this week if, yeah this week if any just, week will be the week to try interesting positions like women's in the hooker or halves with the men's teams having so many rests and changes yeah yeah all right, well, let's get started with this stuff this week. So Parramatta play the Storm. And for Parramatta side, they are 1-17, to except Ryan Madison is named in the 13, with Nia Cora back on the bench. Bryce Cartwright and Ofahiki Ogden are in the reserves um, as people that possibly could come in. As for Melbourne, Melbourne is running out with Seve in the centres after he was a late in last week. Uh, Josh King is named in the 13 and Kafusi is named in the 11. As for their interchange, Brandon Smith and Tui Kamikamika are both on the interchange. And Chris Lewis comes into the side with Tom Eisenhoof out after a Lindsay Collins tackle. Um, in terms of the reserves, there's not too much else there that you would expect to change for Melbourne. That will probably be how it is. All right. So... Gutherson had a huge game last week. Don't expect a huge game this week, do we, Scoop? Nah, this is going to be an absolute cracker of a game. The matchups lined up, and now this is the top four playoff spot. I expect both teams to come ready and raring, and it could turn into a one-sided um, victory by the end of it, but it's going to be an absolute cracker to begin with. Yeah, that's the thing. We were talking about it just before we started. Um, the idea is that both of these teams could go really hard for 60 minutes. But there could easily be a point that comes 60 minutes 
where there's some teams, one of these teams puts the queue in the rack and starts to take it a bit easy. Um, so that could make it really interesting. Uh, I know Paulie on his show earlier today was talking about Grant as a possible captaincy option. Do you think that's a fair shout, Harry Grant, as a possible captaincy option this week, Scoop? He's been playing big minutes quite consistently, but if there's any week that he was going to get 60 or 65 minutes and go off, it'd be this week if the Storm were up. Uh, you could captain him, but you've got to really cross your fingers that he's actually going to stay on for the full game. Yeah. Um, other guys that you might sort of look at this week, uh, Sean Lane could be a nice one to look at, especially with Mixer. Um, or if you've got a final trade, Sean Lane might be one to look at. Otherwise, you've got Papa Lee. Papa Lee has got some good scores recently, so I wouldn't be upset with either of those. Would you look at Papa Lee as a pop- possible captain option this week? I think he's probably a decent one. Um, he had a good game last week, and Sh- Sean Lane, the Tower of Power, what a ripping game. I'm, I mean, the Broncos weren't um, really up to the standard of the Eels, but both of those two did really well, and I like Papali as a pretty solid captaincy option, given there might be some restings or laid out. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with that. Um, Especially since it's the Thursday game and you've guaranteed got that captaincy straight up. All right, here's a question for you. In terms of NRL mixer, would you go the double? Would you go Sean Lane and Papa Lee? I think it's not a bad idea. You just have to hope that the super eels show up and not the eels that like to fold after halftime. Yes. Yeah, that's that's very true. It's definitely a gamble. Um, but that might be a way of looking for some people going with the, with the eels double. Um, Guys like Dill Brown, Mitchell Moses, um, it probably more on that point that you just made then, which which yields are we going to get? Um, and that makes me nervous about Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses. Um, the other one that's probably worth a shout here is Cam Munster. This is such a typical Cam Munster. Yeah. Yeah, last week in a big game, he had a low one, but you'll know he'll absolutely want to bounce back this week and have a ripping game to secure that top four spot. I think he's probably a good shout, um, especially if you don't want to go Heinz in the halves. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'd be looking at Cam Munster. I'd I'd even be tempted to possibly go with the captaincy option. This This is Cam Munster's, for Storm to win, it's going to have Cam Munster's fingerprints all over it. Uh, so I wouldn't be would be upset with someone if they went with Cam Munster as a possible captaincy option. Um, and something like Mixer, putting him in your halves. And if you're even in that lucky position that you've still got to trade up your sleeve like the Discord team does, Cam Munster would be a shout as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, price doesn't matter now. It's the last trade they can't. It's the last game they can't move anymore after this. It's just get the best of what you think you can get with that money. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move down to the Dogs versus the Seagulls. Um, actually, the other... Oh, just want to make a couple of points here. Just going back to that Melbourne side. So this is the last time we're going to see... Oh, for a regular season game, that is anyway. But last time we're going to see Kafusi, the Bromwich brothers... Um, 
yeah, Kafushi and the Bromwich Brothers and Brandon Smith run out for the storm. So that's going to be a fair change of guard next year when we start looking at um, some of the guys that might come in and fill those fill those positions. So, yeah, talk about that tomorrow night. All right, uh, doggies. Well, they have the same backline as they did last week. They've got Corey Waddell in the second row alongside Raymond for Talamariner with Josh Jackson at lock. Vita Pangai Jr. is on the bench with Luke Thompson listed in the reserves. Um, Harrison Edwards, Josh Stuckey and Curtis Moran are also out. Um, as for the Seagulls, KO Weeks. Uh, this could be the perfect week to own him. So KO Weeks is at fullback with Tua Mialo Vega on the wing. With Cooler moving back into the centres. Um, Sipley and Tapao are starting at prop with Olaquado, Davy, and Walker as the edges and the lock. Uh, they've got Bullymore, D. Louis, Trebojevic, and Schuster on the interchange with Fulton as being one that could possibly come in from the reserves. All right. So I'm going to go the away team first here. Scoop, because I think the away teams, I think the Seagulls team is the one that's more likely to cause yep. change. Um, I think we could see a, a number of changes for this. So I know over the past uh, couple of weeks to month, I know Kyle Weeks has spent a bit of time at fullback um, in training and things like that. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him line up there. But I think, I think Cooler might start at fullback, I think um, Ben Draboyevich will come on in the centres. And I think KO might be on the bench instead. Yeah, it could go that way. I think Cole's done an all right job at fullback in the last couple of weeks anyway. So uh, it's the last game of the season if it's if you're going to give some young blokes a bit of an experience in a dead game. It's the week to do it for weeks as well. But yeah, um, yeah, if you're playing for pride and want to actually have a good go, we could see Cola move back to fullback. Yeah. Um, so I think they're pretty, I think I know, I think someone like Fulton might get a run. Um, not sure necessarily at whose expense, but wouldn't be surprised to see Fulton get a run, um, maybe at Bullymore's expense. Um, DeLouis did shift into the starting side, so he may do that as well. Um, all right, well, let's just stay on the manly side. Um, DCE, I know DCE is owned by a lot of people. Are we getting a good DCE this week or are we getting someone who's packed his bags and ready for his Bali Mad Monday DCE? Uh, it's hard to know, hey, because the Seagulls packed it in over the last month and... DC scores have really hurt since then, essentially. I think we've only got one decent score in that since that fateful round. But this week against the Bulldogs team, we've also been struggling. Could be the week he tries to get a bit of a positive before he heads off. I think it could go either way, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the two extremes and not in the middle. Yeah, the, the really thing, the really hard part for 
DCE is that I know there's a few people out there that have got Olakawatu as well. And DCEs, when DCE scores well, Olakawatu tends to score well. But when DCE doesn't score well, it does affect Olakawatu's scores as well. So there's a problem straight up. Yeah, I think so. Last week, we looked at some potentially interesting matchups with like Fafita versus Knights and Olakawatu versus Raiders, not the strongest opponents. And I mean, he flopped pretty hard if you went him over yeah. some of the other guys. Yeah, so he's one that's very closely connected to DCE scores, um, when DCE scores well, as I said. Olakawatu tends to score well as well. Um, probably not too much else there in that manly side. Um, so let's jump over to the dogs. Matt Burton's the big one. Um, he's had he's equally just like DCE. He's had a couple of low scores, and it's kind of basically on the back of his losses. So, what sort of what do we reckon we're going to get? Basically, it's whoever wins. We're going to either get a good Burton and possibly a poor DCE, or if Manly win, we could get a good DCE and possibly a poor Burton. Or do you think do you think there's a world we get both? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on. Uh, I think the only world where we get both is where probably Manly win, DCE does well, and the Dogs do okay but don't get blown off the park, and Burton does most of the work but doesn't really get held down too much. I think that's not too unlikely to happen. So that I'd say a Seagulls win with DCE going well and Burton doing the work in a fighting but losing doggy side. I think that would be the situation where you'd see like a 50-plus from both. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's probably a fair. Um, it has made that centre position really tricky the last couple of weeks with Burton not going particularly well. So fingers crossed he goes well this week. Um, I know there are a few people that have they've got Josh Jackson sitting in there in their seventeen. That make up of that bench, um, very interesting. Wouldn't be surprised to see Luke Thompson. Um, make the side. Uh, he is returning from COVID, so wouldn't be surprised to see Thompson in there um, moving to 13 and Waddell moving back to the interchange with possibly TPJ dropping out. So would not be surprised to see that. Um, I just... Josh Jackson, I, I think by now, if you've got Josh Jackson, you know what you're going to get. There's not going to be any surprises this week with Josh Jackson. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else that you want to chat about in either of those two teams, mate? A lot of people will probably be holding on to Fitala Mariner in like their 17th or 18th man spot. It'll bear looking at late team lists to see how he's going to decide whether you just want to straight up play him or loop him this week if you're able to. He's been playing 80 minutes, hasn't he, the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's he's been doing decently well in minutes-wise, but hasn't really corresponded into points as much in the last couple. 32 against the Eels, 67 yeah. minutes. But so I, I'd expect yeah. him to still play that 80 minutes, and I, I agree with you, though, about looping him. I think he's a really good looping option uh, for people this week. Yeah. All right, let's have a look at the... I don't know, this might even be the game of the round. Roosters versus Rabbitohs at the new stadium at the Roosters' home ground that the Rabbitohs want a share of. Um, 
mate, there are so many extra storylines that are in the background of this game outside of the person that wins this game could have the home dressing room week one of the finals. That's the other part. Yes, it's... Well, with fourth spot sewn up between one of the two, Eels and Storm, essentially, this becomes a really vital game to see whether you want who's going to be having a home final, who's going to be battling, and the underdog in the away final. So I think Rabbits have generally had a decent history against Roosters, but I think the Roosters are probably more heavily favoured at the moment, so I think it'll be a really interesting game. So you understand understand how it works around um, week one of the finals. Roosters play the Rabbitohs or the Rabbitohs play the Roosters. They play they play at the new stadium again, at Allianz Stadium again. And basically the winner of this game gets the home dressing room. It's so crazy that that's the situation we're looking at. That whoever wins this game, Roosters or Rabbitohs, they're fighting for the home dressing room at Allianz Stadium next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's just awesome. It's going to be such good, such good content in the lead up. Well, there's already stuff happening about the turf's not right and things like that. It is. Uh, this is this is by far the match of the round. This is what NRL lives for. Yeah, it's going to be entertaining no matter what happens. Yeah. All right. Team list wise. Um, Daniel Tupu is out this week with Paul Omorowski being named on the wing. Drew Hutchinson retains his spot in the centres. Um, Victor Radley is out after suffering his concussion last week. Uh, expected to be back for the finals. And CSCW Takiaho is in the lock jersey. Um, Lindsay Collins is out for his suspension. So that brings Fletcher Baker and Terrell May into the 17. Um... In terms of the reserves, Gildart had a great game the other week um, and Kieran wouldn't be far away as well. So looking at them. As for the Rabbitohs, uh, Campbell Graham is out with some concussion slash rest related stuff. Uh, Jackson Paulo comes into the centres. Damien Cook's out again this week with COVID. So Salava Harvili is named in the number nine. Uh, Tom Burgess is named to start at prop with Cheekam, Nichols, Saleh and Mamozellis on the interchange. Uh, Nick Riemann drops back to the reserves and Mawali is in the reserves as well. All right. Well, the big talking point is in this Roosters side. They have looked really good the last couple of weeks. Um, this looks like... I mean, it's the old grudge match. Latrell up against his old team. Joseph Sawali up against his old team, Angus Crichton against his old team. Um, I mean Tedesco, he should go. He should go well this week. Do you think he gets over fifty or under fifty this week? Uh, I think he'll probably get over fifty. I don't know if he'll get a lot more than that, but it feels like a game with a few points in it rather than a real grind. I think there'll be a lot of emotion thrown at each other, but I don't know whether it'll be that low scoring. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously with with this now from the last time when Luttrell broke Joey Manu's face, there's always going to be a bit of spice there. 
the hope is that Joe Manu would go quite well for owners. Um, you'd be thinking Manu should do reasonable around that 50 as well, wouldn't you, Scoop? Yeah, I'd say so. I think both Teddy Manu will go pretty well. Latrell should go well. I don't know how much... I don't know if all their ceilings are going to be really, really big this week, given the strength of the opposition, but I think they should all go at least pretty solidly. Yeah. It does make um, someone like an Angus Crichton pretty pretty interesting um, against his old club. Uh, this is this is the sort of game that we've seen with Angus Crichton in the past where he does have a good game. So he, he could be one to look at, um, potentially uh, for Mixer, or if you're looking at a final trade, you might look at Angus Crichton this week. Um, I know Nat Butcher owners would be a little bit disappointed with last week, but he could bounce back this week with a few more tackles and things like that. Um, anything else yeah. majorly to talk about in that Roosters side? Uh, I don't think so. I think Angus is a really good shout. I mean, only just a couple of matches ago. I know it was against much easier opposition, but he went massive very recently. So if he gets up for this game, he could have another really big one. And, and the thing is with Angus, that game you were talking about, Scoop, he... He went massive with a lot of attacking stats. He can still go massive with with a high tackle count too. Um, with only yeah. two or three offloads and, and a possible line break assist, he doesn't need a lot of attacking stats to go massive. This could be a game where he gets a lot of uh, a lot of base stats, meters, tackles, things like that. So. It, Yes, I, I agree. I mean, the Angus Crichton in the last couple of years too is one of those forwards that has the potential to get those hundred scores. He, yeah. with a good base, lots of tackles, you add in a couple of tackle breaks, some offloads and, and a falling over line for a try and all of a sudden you've re- got yourself a massive score. So this is a great game for Angus to go huge. Yeah, absolutely. And as for the Rabbitohs, now Cookie's thought at the moment is that Cam Murray does not play 80 minutes which probably takes him out of captaincy options for most teams um, definitely takes him in my opinion takes him out of mixer so Cam Murray likely in Cookie's opinion won't won't play 80 minutes so to see someone like Hamay Selly um, spending a bit of time at lock so what are your thoughts do you reckon Cam Murray will play that 80 do you reckon he'll have a reduced role oh. I don't really have the authority on so much of the Rabbitohs, but I would have thought Murray would have probably played at least big minutes in a big game like this. Similar to Angus Crichton, I think he could rack up a lot of um, defensive stats as well as going put, adding a couple of attacking points in there. If he d- isn't looking like he's going to play 80, uh, you probably can't put the captain on him or probably pick him up and mix, as you were saying. Otherwise, I probably would have probably considered him for those two. But yeah, any just yeah. could he have a reason for saying why he probably won't play eighty? Like, Sele might come coming on in, coming into final. Sele has um, spent time there when Murray's been out, I, and I think it's just looking at it going with finals. Why would you playing for eighty minutes with finals around the corner? I think that's his main reason is that he can't see yeah. he can't see the logic in them playing 
uh, Cam Murray, just bashing Cam Murray for 80 minutes this week. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he had been for a couple of weeks, but then he's come back a little bit yeah. in the past month or so, so that's probably a decent shout. Yeah, so might be one that he might even be one that he spent some time either side of half half time rather than the back end of the game. If it's close, he might spend um, five or ten minutes either side of half time off the field um, rather than missing the back end of the game when it might when they might need him on there. So. Yeah, I think that's more likely. Good one. Um, yeah. All right. Um, move to the Warriors and Titans unless there's anything else you can see in either of those teams. Uh, yeah, it's hard to pick a captain from from these two teams. I think there's going to be a lot of good scores, but I don't know if there's going to be any real standout scores like Munster standing up to take the Storm to the top four type players in this Roosters-Rabbits game. Yep. All right, so Warriors versus Titans. Now, this is the Warriors side that we get back in New Zealand, so this is a completely different team that we need to consider. Uh, Reese Walsh is at fullback with Arthurs and Berry in the centres. Montoya moves out to the wing. Um, Harris, Tavita and Johnson are in the halves with Johnson having that injury. or well, He has been named to play. Wade Egan is at hooker with Freddie Lussick dropping back to the reserves. Um, Ewan Aitken is in the side alongside Josh Curran in the second row. Um, and that moves Katoa back to the interchange. Um, Dunamis Louis drops out. Taniella Otokolo drops out. And Vailia drops out. Uh, Pompey is another one that drops out. Edward Kosi drops out. So, what going on there? As for the Titans, Philip Sammy is out for this trip to New Zealand with Joe... Uh, sorry, Philip Sammy is in for this trip to New Zealand joining Jojo Fafita in the centres. Um, he takes the place of uh, Brian Kelly, who is out with a suspension. Um, the outside of that, though, the Titan side is as per last week. Ooh, all right. So we get the attacking New Zealand, the great New Zealand, the best New Zealand. Does that make any of those guys in that New Zealand team relevant or not really? Uh, other than the usual suspects, I don't think hugely. Sean Johnson has had a couple of good games back in New Zealand. I don't know if he's a real pickup um, for this last round. He's, he could be a really, really spicy option if you wanted to against a weak team like the Titans in New Zealand. But I don't think he'll go out and get you a ginormous score that will beat out uh, a lot of the strong main guys that a lot of people already have. I think Aitken back, anybody who was able to hold on to him or was forced to hold on to him because they have no trades will be happy. He could go well this week. If Katoa hadn't been on the bench, I would have been a little bit interested in Josh Curran, but Curran just hasn't really been given a consistent role this year, so I don't think he can really go hard on him. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Warriors-wise, there's probably not really a lot to look at. I think he I think you got an hour on the head for all of those guys. Um, I want to come over to the Titans, and I want to talk about... There's three guys I really want to talk about. I do find it weird that McIntyre is in the nine. I think that's bizarre. 
Um, but whatever. So Tanner Boyd. So well, I just want to have a chat about Tanner for a little bit. He's had some really good scores since he's moved into that um, that half, the halfback role. Uh, just bringing up his stats for the last couple of weeks. Because I think he's had some really good stats. Wow. And yeah, four of the last five games, he's gone 50 plus. 54, that's... 27, 53, 52, 61. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to point out. That's what I was pretty sure that's what it was. Um, last three games, he's gone 53, 52, 61 against Sea Eagles, Dragons, Knights. Um, it's something that I'd be looking at um, potentially this sort of situation. Um, there's a 60, a 50 to a 60 on offer for Tanner Boyd. Um, the other thing is that in Mixer, Tanner Boyd should pick up as Hooker as well. So he might be a shout. Oh. Because normally in Mixer, it's the first person in there. So let's see. He's half. Is he Ooh. half? Or is he yeah, he's at half in Mixer. Wow. He's at half. Either way, I don't think it would be a bad shout. Um, but he's probably one. The other one I wanted to talk about is Big Tino. He is doing a mountain of work lately for the Titans. He's got a 70... 74 off the top of my head last week. Um, is is he one that you'd look at this week? Uh, sorry, 77 he got last week. Is he one that you'd look at for uh, for fantasy, for mixer, either of those at this point? I season? think he's definitely worth looking at. If you, I think in the last two games, he's actually got the highest points out of both comps in the last for the last two weeks. Uh, versus Dragons and Knights, softer-ish opponents getting through 30-plus tackles of quite a few tackle breaks and a lot of run meters and offloads, especially those offloads are where is, is what is putting his ceiling up against teams with a slightly weaker defense. I think that's a really good shout to bring somebody like Tino into your squad this week. So those last two weeks, let's just run through some of that stuff. He's still made 30 to 35 tackles the last two weeks. He's had... Huge. He had six tackle breaks two weeks ago, three tackle breaks this week, uh, four offloads two weeks ago, three offloads this week. He ran for 250 metres against the Knights and 170 metres against the Dragons. Um, so, you know, and even over for the last one, two, three, four, last six games, he's run for over 150 metres in the last six games, including running for over 180 metres against Melbourne. Um, his last four scores, 60, 49, 75, 77. Um, and all of those have been over 55 minutes. Uh, when he's played over 55 minutes this year, he's got a 64 against the Sharks. He's got a 56 against the Broncos. He's got a 54 against the Sharks. He's got a 52, 38. 60, 32, and a 62. So he's got two 30s, but everything else is well and truly over once he goes over that 55-minute um, mark. So he might be a fair shout. Yeah. 
I think so. And I think since he's moved to prop as well, his scores have just gone up as well. One thing to note is David Fafita did go off early last week. Did we figure out what that was? Was it a dislocated finger or something? Cookie, do you know what Fafita went off with last week? Evening. Um, apparently, he'd been unwell all week. So. Yeah, right. But um, okay. that, 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 that's, yeah. um, is it Payne Haas's brother on the bench? Is that, are they related? Yeah, Police they are. Pass, Police. Yeah, yeah, I'm worried. Police. I'm worried he's going to take twenty to twenty-five minutes of him again this week. That's my worry. Yeah, possibly. More. Well, I, I could see that happening because I mean, Tino played sixty-one, fifty-six, sixty-eight at prop, and then eighty. That's probably a result of Fafita going off. So back down to sixty should be on the cards, and that would push his mm-hmm. score down to back down to what sixty, sixty-five. But that's still really, really good. I mean, you can't you can't complain at that either. Yeah. So that might be one to look at, um, particularly for Mixer. If you've got a spare trade up your sleeve, I think Tino's a good shout. Um, I think, especially given some of the inconsistency in the forwards lately, given Tino's consistency, that's probably not a bad shout either. Um, so that's probably one way to look at it. Um, Cookie, how are you feeling about Fafita this week? What sort of score do you reckon? Uh, I'm hoping that he'll get a try in the 55 to 60 minutes that he'll play, but I don't think he'll be getting much over 50. He might even go in the 40s. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I tend to agree, mate. Especially, if, he gets below 40, if he gets below 40, then I won't be happy. Especially against New Zealand. Then in New Zealand, New Zealand yeah, are well, going to be so, absolutely humming. I just wanted to say something quickly, Timmy. Them naming you and Aitken, do you reckon he's going to play or will he not play? Like, because he got named last week, and then what did what was it? What was wrong with him? Was it COVID? Was it uh, personal? Ah, well, never, I never in any more off. detail. I think you're personal on, reasons. I'm running on fumes. I need him to play him for theater. Then I'll have sixteen this week. I think. I think this is a. This might be like a farewell sort of thing. So I think him. I yeah. think he'll play. Um, well, I've got five red ducks already, so I need him to play. Mm. All right. Well, let's move down to the Dragons and the Broncos. This is for the last spot in the eight. The Broncos must win. Uh, Cody Ramsey is at fullback with Figai. Horrible at pronouncing his name in the centres alongside Lomax with Terrell Sloan on the wing. Um, DeBellin is at prop alongside Laurie with Sewer and Maguire in the second row with Bird at lock. Jaden Sullivan is named in the nine jersey, although Andrew McCulloch is listed in the reserves. Um, Tyrell Fui-Mayono is on the bench as one of one of the interesting ones on the bench. As for the Broncos, Deloise Hoiter is alongside Katoni Staggs in the side. Apparently... Um, Mam wasn't Ezra. Mam wasn't was the reason that the Broncos lost last week, so he's been dropped. With Tyson Gamble coming in at the six, Tom Flegler is alongside Payne Haas with Pat Carrigan returning in lock. Uh, Billy Walters is on the interchange with Turpin starting at nine. Palacia, Corey Jensen, and Zach Hosking are the other interchange players. Um. All right, let's start with the Bron- with the Dragons and I'll come back over to the Broncos. Oh. This could be a, a nice Ben Hunt game. This is this is a Ben Hunt game. 
um, does like playing against the Broncos. Uh, so this could be one that you might see Ben Hunt go all right. But it's Ben Hunt and it's Jack Bird, isn't it, Cookie? Yeah, he was only on with the Simbin last week. He was on about nine at half time, but I still think he got a pretty good score, didn't he? 40 ish. Uh, ben Hunt or Jack Bird? Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Jack Bird. Yeah, either one. Jack Bird. Yeah. Um, Jack Bird. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what he got. Um, he was playing a bit of a everywhere role last week as well. That was the other part. Mm. Now, he's been good if you bought him when he bottomed out. Like, He's been getting plenty of attacking stats as well, you know, so his missed tackle count well, doesn't really matter when he's getting all those attacking stats. Yeah. Um, Scoop, Ben Hunt, would he be someone that you look at this week for Mixer or not really? Uh, I think... I think Ben Hunt is the perfect player to bring in this week if you need a mid-range guy and somebody um, within like that five, six, seven hundred k mark is out in your team and you need a another player, especially in the halves. I th- especially, I really think that Ben Hunt is probably the best of those bunch this week because he could have a really good game against the Broncos. Broncos are on life support. Do we do we back them to win here, the Broncos? They're just a, they're just a shell of themselves. I'm backing them to win. I absolutely am backing them to win. I think I don't think they'll win by enough, but I think they'll win. This is, yeah, I think there's a few. I I think yeah. Pat Carrigan makes a really big difference to this. Broadcast. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yes, I'm, that's that's I'm a good point. Brisbane. That's a good point. Yeah, that'll strengthen yeah, them up. I'm tipping Brisbane as well. Um, and Carrigan's probably the big one I want to talk about for that Broncos side. So. We start having a look at some of these guys, their scores, someone like a Payne Hass without Carrigan in the side, someone like um, Adam Reynolds this year. If you have a look at Adam Reynolds' scores without Pat Carrigan in the side, Adam Reynolds goes down. Um, so Pat Carrigan adds a lot to that side. So it's very possible that Pat Carrigan might be someone that people look at. Um, Broncos are going to have to absolutely brain it if they want a shot at um, playing finals footy. They can't. They have to go for as many points as possible because they can't rely on Raiders losing to the Tigers. They have to try and get as many points as possible. So you you have to think they have to go for it. So got those a couple of those guys there for the Broncos could be reasonable little shouts. Um, apparently Tyson Gamble, Cookie, hasn't lost a game all year. At in first grade when he's played, so that's an omen for the Broncos team. Um, yeah, I just found a nice little stat with Pat with with Carrigan in the team in uninjured games. Payne Haas averages sixty two in sixty three minutes this year, and without him, he averages fifty three in sixty five minutes. So even more minutes, but nearly ten less points. So. Expect an uptick from Haas this week and Reynolds too. Can you check Reynolds for me, please, with Carrigan in the side? I will get on that now, yes. Um, just while you're doing that, while Scoop's doing that cookie, um, how do you feel about potentially jumping on like an Adam Reynolds this week, especially for something like a mixer or 
even if you had a final trade up. I haven't really thought about it yet, to be honest. But with all the knocks he's been copping, it's quite risky because he cops another HIA or the you know dragons go after him. You know, oh, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to go there. Personally, yeah. I don't. Oh. Yeah, okay. I pulled it up. In games where he's played most of the game, um, without Carrigan, he's averaged 47.4, and with Carrigan, 56.9. So just like Haas, nearly yeah. 10 points up. Yeah. I think so, I think it's better to just stick with Nico Hines, to be honest. Oh, we're about to get there, Cookie, because I, I have some reservations against Nico. I, so I'll, I'll get there in a second. Um yeah, not too much else there to really talk about. I think it's just a little bit of hoping, especially if you've got some of those guys in the team, you're really hoping. I, I'm not sure how Ezra Mann, Ezra Mann is the scapegoat in this side. Uh, Brenko Lee is out. Kobe Hetherington's also out. But if if I was picking this team, I was I was pretty appalled at the way Billy Walters played last week and I thought, I thought he absolutely stifled their attack. So I'd, it would be Billy Walters that would have copped it for me. But apparently it's Ezra Mam, So makes sense. Um, let's go Cowboys and Penrith. Well, we're going to start with the Penrith side because they're the ones that have left out the majority of their team. Um, 13 players for Penrith have been rested, and that means Staines is at fullback with Taruva and Christian Crichton on the wings. Robert Jennings, Thomas Jenkins making, and Thomas Jenkins is making his debut, are in the centres. Kurt Falls joins Sean O'Sullivan in the halves. Lindsay Smith, Matt Eisenhuth are the props with Mitch Kenny at hooker. Chris Smith and Scott Sorensen are the second rowers with Jermaine Hopgood starting at lock. Sonny Luke is, the, is on the bench alongside Eddie Blacker, Liam Henry, Jack Cole. Uh, Liam Martin is also... Liam Martin, Jamin Salmon are also listed in the reserves and could be brought into the side. Uh, alongside um, pre-season breakout star Maverick Guy might also be one that pushes into the team in some way or other. Whew. As for the Cowboys, Hamasoi Tabuai Fido is named at six um, with Luciano Leilu and Jeremiah Nanai also named in the second row. Ruben Cotter is named at prop with uh, Cohen Hess out with concussion and suspension this week. Uh, Griffin Neem comes into the side on the interchange. Uh, Jake Granville is also on the interchange. All right. Well, first of all, Scoop, let's let's go through some of the stuff that I was talking about with you post or pre-show. Um, sorry, pre-show about the Cowboys side. Um, knowing that Penrith and running out a reserve grade side, and by all, it's a very good reserve grade side, don't get me wrong, but I suspect that the Cowboys might take this opportunity to rest a few blokes. Um, I think Tom Dearden will play. I think Lemuelu will play. I think Riley Price might play. And I think Brendan Elliott might also play. Um, I reckon Holmes might get a rest. I think Nanai might get a rest. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, uh, there are a couple, so 
yeah. So probably Nanai and Holmes are probably my two big ones that might get a rest this week. Yeah, I agree. I think it's hard to say what will happen mid-game. Mid Depends on how high they're up, I guess, as to how early certain players come off. But if they're, if they're still there with an hour to go in the final team lists, they should do okay. Hammer at six. If Dearden doesn't play, that'll be interesting just from a point of view to see how he goes there. That's really interesting. So he, he played there last week. He basically played there for the entire game. Um, got caught out a couple yeah. of times in defence. Just being a little bloke, trying to tackle big blokes. But he didn't really do a lot, didn't really offer a lot. It's just, it looks very much like a stopgap situation. He's going to play that utility role for the Cowboys in the finals. So it's those sort of situations, I think, more than anything for for that. Um, so, Cookie, I was just saying it before. I'm expecting... Reese Robson, I'm expecting Jordan McLean, and I'm expecting Jason Tomololo um, to not have big minute games. Mm. I think they'll have reduced minutes. Um, mm. I think you're right, but it does make someone like a Ruben Cotter a pretty interesting uh, prospect for Mixer, and even for people for that. You don't reckon they'll limit his minutes as well? No, I reckon he's one that they'll just. Just let go. I reckon they'll just whine him Yeah, because he's only go. played 50, 50 minutes, roughly, the last two weeks. That's why um, I, I, think, I, I, I think they'll build yeah. him this week. I think he'll I, have... I own him, so I hope he gets 60 minutes. I'd be happy with that. Oh, look, I wouldn't be surprised if he got close to 70, to be honest, Cookie. I think this is a sort of game mm. that he might just get wound up and just told to just keep going. I, I, I seriously... I, I do seriously it. reckon Tom Malolo is going to spend time on the bench. McLean's going to spend time a fair bit of time mm. on the bench. You reckon Lolo might just play his first 30 minutes and that's it? I, if if the Cowboys are... Let's say after 30 minutes, Cowboys are up 18-0. Mate, I'd, I'd yeah. have my doubts that Tom Lolo comes back out in the second half. Put it that way. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and I think Reese Robson... I'd, if the Cowboys are up, there's no reason for Robson to play 80 minutes. So no, why would they no. do it? Um, Jake Granville can spend some time at hooker. It won't hurt him. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't see Nanai playing. I, it doesn't make any sense for him to play this game in his rookie season. Um, that there's no benefit there. Yeah. So I think Tom. Yeah, I think there'll be some late changes. So I think Tom Gilbert might start with Nanai, um, either on the bench or dropping out completely. And I don't see any reason why Holmes plays. I don't see any benefit for Holmes to play this week either. But yeah. Um, Penrith-wise, well, Jesus. They have absolutely thrown everybody out. I thought I thought for sure, Cookie, I thought for sure um, Jerome Luai would have played this week. I thought he would have... Um, just returning last week, I thought he would have played just to get a bit of match fitness under his belt, but he he's not in the team. Um, so that's incredibly annoying for anybody that owns Penrith players. What do you reckon of 
a guy like O'Sullivan this week with all the rest of the team basically changing around him? But it's the, the you know the crazy part here, Scoop. The rest of the team hasn't changed. Mm. This is this is the Penrith New South Wales Cup side now. So this is everybody else that he's been True. playing with for the last fifteen weeks of the year. Like the Penrith is sitting first in New South Wales Cup or second in New South Wales Cup. Like this is their side is fantastic. And it's basically this side that's running out. Um, Bar Kenny and Eisenhuth and Hopgood at this stage. They're probably the main ones that haven't been playing New South Wales Cup. Um, they've probably spent enough time. Sorensen, yeah. Kenny Eisenhuth, Sorensen, Hopgood have probably spent a fair bit of time with the first grade team. Um, so I, I think he'll he'll actually be quite comfortable. Um, yeah. Could go could go quite well. Um, would be tempting. Uh, Eisenhuth would be one that I could see people looking at. We know that Eisenhuth in the past, when he gets good minutes, this is a game that he could get good minutes. Yeah, well, only a couple of weeks ago, I think he got 59 or so when Fisher-Harris was out before the next week where the Coruscant bench experiment and Kenny ruined his minutes. But in that game where he got good minutes, he got a real good score. Yeah, absolutely. So he could be one to look at. Um, so is Cookie come back yet? No, no Cookie back. That's all right. All right. Um, well, let's move to the Knights and the Sharks. Now, I was hoping Cookie would still be here because I wanted to talk about Nico Hines, but we'll come back to him in a minute. So as for the Knights, Phoenix Crossland is in the halves um, alongside Adam Clune. Sorry, Kiki, Ma- my, my neck cut out. You're all right, mate. Christian Mapapalangi is in the centres. He has looked very good alongside Dan Gagai, who had a great score last week with two tries. Um, Edric Lee, Dom Young are both still there. Dave Clemmer, Jaden Braley, Daniel Saifidi, Tyson Frizzell, Brody Jones, and Matt Croker in the 13 with Chris Randall coming onto the interchange. Um, Jacob Saifidi is back on the interchange uh, after switching with Daniel last week. Sami Sulu and Jack Johns finish off the interchange. Um, not too many other things that I would be expecting for that Newcastle side. As for the Sharks... Lockie Miller is at fullback with Ikevalu and Mortalo on the wings. Um, Nico Hines is named at halfback. Uh, looking forward to talking about that in a minute. With Cam McInnes at 13. Voice uh, Hunt joins Braden Hamlin Uality. Hamlin Uali. Uh, Teague Wilton, Braden Trindle, Aiden Tolman, and Andrew Fafita are the last names on the interchange. Um, with Dale Finucane as being one that could come into the side. Uh, with that 24-hour team list. Um, the other one that might come in as well that I wouldn't be surprised to see is Jesse Colquhoun um, and even possibly Kale Iroh might make a way, make his way into the team at some point as well. Um, well, first up, Scoop, the big one to talk about for Newcastle is David Clemmer. I think he's probably a good shout for anyone that's got him. It's, as soon as as soon as that interchange starts to dwindle, he normally plays big minutes. So 
I imagine Clemmer is going to have a pretty good score this week. Yeah, last two weeks, 70 and 68 minutes, and both 65-point efforts. I think you're bang on the money there. I think he'll be in for something pretty similar this week. Yep. We were talking about Jaden Braley before Scoop as well, possibly as a shout-out for Mixer, but I'm a bit nervous with Chris Randall being on the interchange. Uh, yeah, I don't think I can do it now. I know Dagan Gagai got a good score last week, but we've seen over this season that you wouldn't count on him to do that again. Um, so, yeah. All right. Now, Cookie, we were talking about Nico Hines before. Yeah. Now, the reason I'm a bit nervous about putting the captaincy on Nico Hines, because I think there's a situation where either he doesn't play half the game or he doesn't play the whole game. I think um, if the Cowboys lose, God forbid, if the Cowboys lose... You reckon Trindle's going to get some minutes? Mate, I reckon half. Trindle's going to get a, a lot of minutes. I reckon he might nearly get 40 because... It... Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, don't say that because then I've got to rethink my whole captaincy. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be captaining him. I think if he gets a good score, I think that's a bonus. But I wouldn't be captaining him because there is every chance that, um, especially especially if the Cowboys lose, which it's not impossible. This is a yeah. very good team that Penrith have put out. Um, if the Cowboys lose, yeah. they've locked up that spot. And against the Knights, there's a point where you go, they should win this game anyway. So, so yeah. What are your thoughts so, on? Um, do you think with top four on the line, Munster could be a good yeah? We both option. Scoop and I both thought Munster would be. This would be a game that Munster would just go ballistic in. So we thought. And what about um, or I yeah, said the same thing. Yeah, similar. He'd be a good um, conservative option. Munster would be a bit more of a gamble. Um, mm. so yeah, both both sort same sort of thing. So yeah, I'd just be a bit nervous on Nico. Um, the other one we were talking about, Cookie, um, before the show, we were talking about Cam McInnes as being a possible um, one to look at as uh, for Mixer this week. Um, so in Mixer, he's a hooker. Yeah, and um, if you guys don't reckon Panukin's going to play, even though he's in the twenty-two man, I reckon he will play. But again, once once if they've got this game locked up, there's no real reason for Blake Braley to play eighty minutes. That was more my point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you reckon, Scoot? Yeah, Braley. I mean, Braley nearly always plays eighty, but if he was going to be rested, this would be the week. I think McInnes wouldn't necessarily play humongous extra minutes. I think he might benefit a little, but I don't think if the game turned up that he'll go like we think Cotter might go and just be told to wind up and go for it. I think he'll do all right, but I don't think it'll be quite the situation like we think Cotter might do. Yeah, yeah, fair. All right, moving on to the last game of the round. And... Oh... Here we go. Raiders, Raiders last game around to possibly make the top eight. We have the Tigers. Luke Garner is in the centres um, as a major thing. Jake Simpkin is once again at hooker with New Brown at 13. Tom Freebarn is at 
in the second row, so that's something worth noting for next year. Uh, James Tamo is back from his suspension. He is at prop with Pole, Musgrove, Peachy, and Diaz uh, on the interchange. Uh, as for the Raiders, Nick Kotrick makes his way back into the team on the wing. Um, everything else is pretty much as per as per last week um, with Tom Starling, Emrak Gula, Corey Horsburgh, and Corey Harawira Naira on the interchange. All right, so let's start with the obvious one, Cookie, and that's Adam Dewey. Yeah. A very good game last week. I don't know him. Where where do you sit on him at the moment? Is he do you think we're gonna get a really good score out of Adam Dewey this week? Um he seems to be determined to um keep playing well uh, aside from um not having a final, he's pretty happy to keep playing well. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, look how he's been going. I'm just bringing his scores up. Like, last five games, 70, 58, 73 against the Sharks, 42, 86. Like, yeah, he could easily go and get another 65 or 70, couldn't he? But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Paulie, what are your thoughts? You've just joined us here now, Paulie. What's your thoughts on Dewey? Hey, mate, I thought I'd jump in for the West Tigers chat. Uh, look, it's all going to just depend on how things are situated with the round. So if Brisbane lose on, um, on Saturday night, I think it really opens up the chance for the West Tigers to, um, you know, if, they, if Raiders are missing a few players, want to yep. do something, maybe not win, but be competitive. So, yep. yeah, I mean... He's been scoring really well. He does better. Um, he's kind of gone game on, game off since he got moved back into the starting side. Probably got a slightly better record in the home games. Um, yeah, more than slightly. Although he did get a 70 at some court. Um, so, yeah, another home game, Leichhardt Oval. I feel. If you're a Tigers player, actually. if you're a Tigers player, Paulie, and. It's Sunday afternoon, Leichhardt Oval. Surely that's that's an extra 12 points to your team, isn't it? Well, it hasn't been a great stomping ground, unfortunately, in the last few years. Certainly, that traditionally it was. And um, when Tim Shinney used to be there, you know, it was, it, it was a ground that was hard to, to win at for opposing teams. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because obviously the first 10 minutes will probably dictate first 10 to 20, which West Tigers team is going to show up, the one that's been putting in an effort, like the one that played the Dragons last week, uh, but ultimately still lost, or the one that didn't really put in an effort, which was the one that came up against the Roosters the week before. So the big thing will be how will that initially go and also will be what sort of opponent will they get? Will they get a Raiders team that already knows they've got eight and they might rest a couple of their bigger names? Or, you know, are they going to get a Raiders team that have to win and therefore they're probably going to get find things a bit tough, you know? So, yeah, there's a yep. wide range of outcomes. I know you all talked earlier about trying to use up picks earlier in the round. I think that's very smart because the longer this round goes on, the more unpredictable it's going to get. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with you, Paulie. Um, 
and that kind of takes us. I know Offerhen Galley is someone that a few people own. I think you you by now know that what you're going to get with Offerhen Galley. Um, so he's that's where you're at with that. Uh, free Barn, Free Free Barn, Free. How do I say his last name? Paul. Free Ban, I think. Free Ban. All right, so he's yeah. one to probably black book a little bit, especially if he's got that spot ahead of Ghana at the moment. So he might be one that gets that second row spot next year. Just one to keep in the back of your mind. All right, Raiders side. Um, Scoop, I think you were talking about it uh, pre-show about someone like a Jamal Fogarty, um, particularly given the fact that if we get to the end of the round, Fogarty might have to... It might be on Fogarty's shoulders. Um, so he might be one that you could look at. But then the other side of it is he might not even play. Yeah, it's a tough one because it's the least ideal situation because it's the very last round. If he's out, you've you've got almost nobody to pick from to replace him. So he's a very risky pickup um, in either Mixer or to, I mean, in yeah. Classic as well. Um, if Broncos do win, I think he'll probably play and I think he'll go well against the Tigers. He's shown since he came back from a couple of quiet games from that injury, he's only dipped below 50 twice since then, 34 and 38. He's got plenty of 50s and a couple of 70s, including 71 against the Seagulls last week. I think he could do something similar against Tigers if he plays. Yeah. Yeah, Cookie, that's going to be the big issue for for all Raiders players this week with uh, Tarpany, Hudson Young, Adam Elliott. Just, just going to be that fear of of playing and, and their overall minutes, isn't it, Cookie? Mm, I reckon, yes. If, if they know that they've got their final spot that wrapped up, then yeah. You know what Ricky's like. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'd be nervous owning Raiders players. Um, equally, equally, I'd, I'd also be kind of hopeful that Brisbane win if you, if you own Raiders players. Um, the better Brisbane win, the more likely Canberra have to turn up. Um, so really be... And if, if we can see a really good Canberra side... Then guys like your Hudson Youngs, your Tarpanays, um, Adam Elliott, even um, no reason he can't go back to scoring well again. So he, they're possible people to look at. Um, all right, so let's move over to some of the women. How did you go in mixer last week, Cookie? I did well. I got four eleven because. When I knew Cook was out, I um, changed it to Reese Robson. Yeah. What about you, Scoop? Yeah, but Isabel Kelly let me down a bit, like with the 37 or whatever it was, because I boosted her. Scoop, how did you go last week? Oh, mate, it is an absolute sob story. It was a week of what could have been. I knew Cook was out for some reason. I did not remember to switch him out of Mixer. But despite that, somehow... I managed to do well. I got 375 last week with Cook. Nice. I managed to avoid the Taufa Fafita combo, which I only netted about 85, and instead went for Joseph Papali'i 
that got me about 30 extra points, which kind of saved me in the hooker de department. So I'm still chugging along okay. Just would have been nice to have that extra points from somebody like Grant should put me, I think, something like top five. But yeah. still well-placed. All right. So let's have a look at the... Roosters versus the Dragons side. Now, guys, this is normally a little bit of a grudge match for both these two teams with um, both teams uh, as per as per last week. Um, so we've got for the women, for Roosters, Bremner is at fullback. Sergis Kelly in the centres. Racine McGregor is at halfback. Uh, Destiny Brill is one that could have a good game with Koenig and Josie. Joseph uh, Koenig in the second row, Joseph at lock. Uh, Tonagato is at fullback for the Dragons with Paige McGregor getting a two-try 50 last week. Um, Talia Fui Mayono is a quality player, so something could happen there. Elsie Albert is at prop with, alongside Tegan Dimmick with Keezy Apps in the second row. Um, there was some thought that that might end up changing, uh, things like that, but for now... That looks like exactly where it is. Um, be, be a bit nervous with some of the uh, um, Roosters players. Jess Sergis uh, has to prove her fitness. Uh, Togotuki, Frizard, and Bremner all finished with, failed to finish the game last week, uh, even though they're named to play. So there could be some changes to the Roosters side late. All right. Um, cookie. Yeah, that was... We can have, we can be a bit bold. We can figure out what's happening. Yeah. yeah. So Bremner, Bremner looks like a really good option um, mm. this season. She, she come up, though, about nine, didn't she, for around 10 minutes to go last week? Yeah, she did. She came off with a cork. So mm. she, she could be one that um, definitely worth looking at. Uh Scoop, you talked about mm. Joseph before. I've been yeah, I've been impressed with Joseph so far this year. Yeah, I've had her the first two weeks, and she got a forty-four, and then a thirty-eight last. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't mind her. She's one of a couple of players who play lock and are listed as edge, so potential for some good, um, some good base points in there. It hasn't really happened yet, but they're still really solid for, for the women's. Olivia Koenig, if you jumped off her and onto Joseph last week, you would have been a bit sad because 66 points with those two tries was a really good result for her. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Racine McGregor is um, one that you might look at for Mixer in uh, um for the halves this week, given some of the other stuff around the men's, what are your thoughts? Would you guys look at Racine? Anyone, anyone considered her? Um, mm, I, I haven't really done a deep enough analysis yet. I have to. Upcoming. I think Probably. she'd be good against a weaker team, but against uh, Roosters Dragons grudge match, she won't get two line breaks and two try assists again. So I think she'll go solid, um, but I don't think she'll go quite as well as last week. Yeah. I think it's a good week for a women's half just because of some of the uncertainty in the men's, but I, I'm leaning more towards Taryn Aiken 
I think. Yeah. This day. I, th- I think that's a good shout, Paulie. That's a good shout. All right. Um, as for the uh, the other one, there is Isabella Kelly. Had a good game week one, less of a game this week. Um, might be one that you don't look at given that sort of matchup against the quality Dragon side. Um, you might avoid Isabel Kelly this week and possibly look at, at a Ivania Polite from the Titans might be an alternative this week uh, for the centres. Um, Tommy Gato is one at fullback there for the Dragons. She might be a good shout this week, Cookie. Had a very good score yeah, last week. I, I went with Upton last week. Um, I think I might do that again. Yep. She went well. She got uh, HIA at the end and it cost her um, another 15 minutes. Do you reckon she is in doubt this week? Or? Well, I'd be a bit nervous. She had copped it earlier this year when they mm. played their 2021 season. She missed two games with the Broncos with head knocks. So I'd, I'd, mm. I'd, because she's playing it, not playing first, I think I'd play it safe. Bremner. If Bremner's not named because she didn't finish the game either, then I'd, ch- I'd switch it to Tonagato, I think. The the yeah. the one that's um, going to be interesting to watch, she hasn't got a good score yet, but she's starting to find her feet in NRLW, and that's Gail Broughton, the Rugby Sevens star. She was pretty good against the Dragons. So, yeah, I wonder if she'll have a breakout game at some point. So that could be the other option. The Eels. Who does she play for? Yeah, so just uh, one. Probably too risky to play this week, even though it probably is a good round to play her. It's, just, unfortunately, they're up against the Knights. Time. They're up against the Knights. So. Yeah, I don't I don't feel the Knights are as strong as Roosters or Dragons, personally. Yeah, it's just, no. I know they've won just as many games, but just I just feel like the Titans nearly got them last week. I feel like Knights and Titans are pretty even. Uh, yep. And then you've got, I think the Broncos will find out this week because Titans play the Broncos. But I think the Broncos yep. are actually behind the Titans and yeah, I think the Eels, I don't know where they stand because they've probably got less depth than the other five teams, but Penatoni and Broughton are very, very good players. So either one, when they play well together, they could um, snatch a, a victory on their own. Yep, I, I do agree with that. All right, so in that Dragon side, yeah, you've got Tonagato. I know Keezy Apps has had... Um, she's sitting up there for the women in terms of averages over the first two games. Um, she played second row last week after playing prop the week before. Um, Maybe she's playing both. Is she playing both like poorly, like starting on an edge and going in the middle? Home, or? Did you say? Uh, uh, Apps so was playing middle all of last season and game one, but I guess with the full strength lineup um, last Last week, she was put on the edge. And then what happened was when Talia Holmes came on, she went off pretty much straight away injured. So that yep. kind of forced... So we don't know. Like, I think I think you're right. I think she was going to play like that Tom Gilbert role, you know, start on edge, move to middle. But but because Holmes went off, we, we didn't really get to, to see how it would play out. Yep. All right. Well, the next game, and we just started talking about it there before, is the Broncos and the Titans. And um, the Broncos have swung the axe with Amy Turner, Nita Maynard, and Crystal Tamarua uh, out. Uh, Turner is replaced by Shakia Tungai, uh, and 
who'll play wing with Jamie Chapman named at centre. Uh, Lavina Gould replaces Maynard at hooker and Hannah Larson is the new face on the bench. Um, Amber Hall is someone that's had a good couple of weeks. Taryn Aiken is one that we just talked about before. Uh, so they're probably people we'll come back to and, and talk about again. As for the Titans, um, Titans, Tasman Gray is named to start in her first game uh, in the second row. Um, Tamsin, not Tasman, Tamsin. Uh, Can- Canfield is suspended um, for a high tackle. So that's the only major change there. Um, all right, let's start with Taryn Aiken. How do we reckon Aiken's going to go this week, Scoop? Yeah, uh, it depends on how good the Broncos really are because they've been underwhelming to start this year. We've known there was a bit of a powerhouse in the women's in this year. Um, they've definitely come back to the pack. Against the Titans could be an all right game. Um, considering that Aitken was able to do so well last week against the Roosters, I think she could be in for another pretty good game. With the men's, as we were saying before, if there's any doubt over guys like Hines or Fogarty or anybody in the men's halves this week who have a bit of uncertainty if they're going to actually play or play the full game, Aitken would be one of your top picks to go if you were going to switch to a women's half. Yeah. Yep, that would be fair. Um, is there anything else uh, in that? I know Amber Hall had a good game, Paulie, but we're probably not really looking at Amber this week. Some people really like her, and you're right. Like, I was a bit worried. I just, I just wondered about because she plays on the edge, but she's. I think she's a middle for the sake of mixer. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I was a bit nervous about. Um, picking her this year, um, but you know, 103 no, right. points can't be yeah. wrong. No, you know, she's done. She's done well. So it's kind of like kind of like IPAP, right? And the men like tr- like the trend was against edges, but he was bucking that trend. Amber yeah. Hall's doing the same. So I like the idea of a NLW middle this week. So yep. Amber Hall would definitely go into that mix. I've still got Boyle, Hancock, Taufa ahead of her, but she I wouldn't talk you out of it. If you said, oh, but I'd rather her out of that four, I'd go, well, that's what your gut says, then go with it because she's done well enough to uh, to prove proved it so far. And you mentioned Hancock there, Paulie. I mean, if it's the choice between Amber Hall and Steph Hancock, I'm... That yeah, that two, that two try performance from Hancock the other week, um, I think for me, I think that sways her scoring. I, I don't think she would have scored as well with her. Like her average would definitely be a lot yeah, less. She's, that's right. But she got a knack of scoring tries. This isn't the first two times that she's got over the line. She did it quite a bit in season twenty twenty one. Um, it's, it's a grudge match for both teams. Um, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't talk you out of Hancock. I know Ross is keen on on her. I feel like there's quite a few people out there that are doing well in Bundy Mixer and they're on on Hancock this week. I think people are looking for little edges, and and it, yeah. and I don't mean the term edges as a posi- position on the footy field. I mean an edge in the Bundy Mixer. 
And I think yep. this is the week people are going to start rolling the dice and going, you know what? I'm going to play this person in the middle and NRLW or this person at hooker. I think Brett Braley, Nardi's going to be a, a great shout at hooker if you just think that all the yep. men, big names aren't going to get 80 minutes. Your Grants, your Robsons, and Cooks mm-hmm. already out, you know? So you're really limited there. You may say, well, I might play a female. Isabel Kelly had a down week last week and play it as a tough matchup this week. So you may go for a men's centre, which yep. which is not what we sort of thought would be the way to go and hasn't been the way to go in the opening two rounds. But maybe for this round it is just because of those um, key positions in the men's, you know, being a bit unpredictable. Now, Braley yep. Nardi might be awesome. A Hancock might be awesome, who you might not, an Amber Hall, and you may not consider them any other week. For this week, they may just be the right fit. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair shout. Yeah, somebody like a Jack Bird in the men's centres would be an interesting shout at Hawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff on that. You and Aitken. You and Aitken, but I'm not sure he can play in the centre for Nick Sutter. So just have to have a look. He probably missed it as an edge. I'll check as you're talking. Um, Cookie, is there anyone else in that? He is actually cool. <laughs> I just, I'm just looking at the one, this one for the Titans at Luck. She's gone all right, Georgia Hale. She got a 62 in 70 minutes last week, and the week before in 63 minutes she got 39. Well, she's a good player. She's, she's been around since 2018 season. She's very consistent. So there you go. There's another one. All right. Um, moving on to the last game of the round for the women. Uh, Knights versus the Eels. We've got Tamika Upton Upton at fullback. We have... Uh, who am I looking for? You know, all the changes, that's right. So, yeah, Tamika Upton's at fullback. Um, Bobby Law has been going reasonably well in the centres for the women. Uh, Jess Southwell had a really good game first first week. Uh, came back a little bit last week. Uh, Romy Titzel is a wing fullback in... Mixer playing in the second row, so she's one to keep an eye on always. Um, Millie Boyle is going well. Um, does my memory deceive me, or did Mantleman have a really good score coming off the bench? Yeah. Yes, she got a 52. She got a good score coming off the bench. Uh, she comes in and plays in the hooking role. Uh, Paulie, you just mentioned Gail Broughton before the Rugby 7 convert. Um, for the Eels, she's playing fullback uh, with Tiana Panatani in the centres. Um, the other big one that we're going to talk about is obviously Samaya Taufa. Um, she's just a beast of a human. She's very, very good at football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just three, to put it three big names at, at the Eels. They've pretty much got to carry that young young squad or an experienced squad. So we saw really yeah. last week what Broughton can do. And I just think that the keys will be given to her more and more to show off some of those rugby seven skills because they're going to yeah. need some out-of-the-box play to beat the Knights. Newcastle have been very strong in the opening two rounds, as you said earlier, Timmy. Um, so, yeah, that, that will mean that there's opportunity for, for points. Uh, I'm probably not risking... Eels players, unless it's Taufa this week, but um, I that doesn't mean I don't think they'll go well. I think I actually think Broughton will have her best game um, from a mixer point of view. So it's just it's just 
the case of actually having the guts to to go through with it when you only got picking three players from each each sort of men's and women, you know. I, I, I'm thinking Billy Boyle this week might go over for a try. Yeah, 100% agree. You guys uh, may have already seen our Bundy Mix a little promo video on the website and that's who we've gone with. Um, and I think that she's probably due. She's another person like Hancock that's a good um, try scorer for a front rower. Mm-hmm. A couple last year. And he's been playing 50 to 55 minutes yeah, as I well. Just, I just, my gut says this is the week that she'll get into the 60s with a, with a, with a try. Yeah. Um, I know Southwell had a great score yeah. round, uh, round one and not so great score round two. But I wouldn't also be jumping off Southwell at this point in time. I think Southwell is one that could go there's she's shown that she's got the talent it would be very easy for her to go back to doing 100%. doing well again um so she'd be someone that i'd be looking at uh possibly this week as as well um anything else they're cooking in the, in either of those teams that you want to talk about obviously tamika upton who had a huge game last week she'd be one that you might look at um I've been yeah. kind of keen on, on Romy Tetzel, mm. but she's just not producing the scores, so probably jump away from Romy Tetzel. Um, Paulie Tiana mm. Penatani. She's had a couple of good scores. Just be aware, I think the week before she got 11 and then she got a 60-odd the week just gone. She's a really good player. Um I'm nervous to to play her because I feel like you've got to play a fullback when you when you've got wing fullbacks. So just yeah. I mean even Isabel Kelly, who was so good in round one, so good in the final series last year, she only got a thirty three, I think, this week. So the just like the men's, like the centers can go up and down and and you know, if you if you're putting someone at wing fullback I just, you just can't. I just can't do it. Even though I really like Penitani as a player, like on on field in real life, however you want to call it, but yep. not for the minutes. Yeah, fair. All right. Um, well, anything else there to add? No, I think Luke said it best earlier. He said, "Go with your gut, take some chances this week, and yep. yeah, just just keep checking the the team lists." Yep. Lucky, unfortunately, it's a hard luck story, but it's easy to forget when it's only round. Yeah, I think I, done it, so, you know. I, I still think the top two halves options for the women. You're looking at Racine McGregor and the Aitken, who Paul Paulie mentioned. One of those two. Yeah. All right. Well, we might call that time. That kind of wraps us up, Cookie. That's been a pretty big season. We've had. Um, plenty of people join us to talk teams and everything like that. Uh, still undecided whether we're going to have a little pod tomorrow night, but we'll work that out and we'll let everybody know. Um, so, Cookie, I guess, what who have we had? We've had Paulie. We've, we've managed to introduce the NRL fantasy world to a couple of new people this year in terms of, in terms of Scoop and uh, Liam and... Yeah, I feel it's been good. It's grown a bit more compared to last year. We've had Greggy yeah, as right, well. Man. Actually, it was last year, but more this year than last year. Yeah, Greggy, we've had um, Rusty. We've had um, 
Who else have we had? Survive Cuba occasionally. Yeah, Survive Cuba, yeah, that's ones. another one. Oh, got, I was I was going to do some, some of those big ones at the end. The Griff, oh, the Griff's not happy. The Griff's not happy, no, because he knows that I'm about to get to him. Yes, um, and as as always, Paulie, as you mentioned there, we can't do this without some of those regular contributors. Um, it's been great to have some new people on the block, but it's always fantastic when I've got people like you, Paulie, Scotty, uh, Lenty, Roscoe, uh, to join and help us out. And I know, Cookie, at different stages, you've appreciated having those guys to bounce off as well. Um, once again, yeah. big thank you to everybody that's been involved. It's uh, Hopefully, we've brought you something that you've enjoyed um, this season. Uh, we'll all be back next season to hopefully make it bigger, better, stronger. Um, and outside of that, best of luck. Bye for now. <laughs>